Hey guys, welcome back to Hound Wave. Uh, I'm Teddy Conover. I know you're used to hearing Taylor do these intros, but uh, it's just me and Charlie Pope today. We're doing our, our yearly um, top five at every position podcast. I think Pope, this, this is the third year of, uh, of, of the... It is. It's our third year. Our yeah, third year. no, I was going back to past records of our, our old lists and things have definitely changed in the NFL. Derwin James is no longer the, the best safety in the league. Um, and um, yeah, so some stuff like that. Um, you know, interestingly enough, these uh, these can change a whole lot within, you know, the season because of, you know, injuries or um, how someone is playing. Like, if you were to tell me about Darius Williams from the Rams, the corner opposite Jalen Ramsey before this year, I'd be like, who is that? But now he's like one of the best corners in the league. I, I didn't put him in my top five, but still just things like that. Um, yeah, and when we're doing this, it's – we kind of are basing it off of – this year and past years, right? We're not going to just say someone's the best in the league at their position just because they had the best season this year. Like Calvin Ridley's not a top five receiver. Exactly. Even though he's having an amazing year and he could be in the future, we're not going to put him above Julio Jones just because one year he does better. Right. Um, so, all right, I guess I can, I can get us started. So we have every position except for, I mean, we combined outside linebacker and defensive end. I know they're not the same position, but we sort of thought of it as edge rusher. Anyway, quarterback to start off. I'm sure Pope, you and I had probably the same five, but. I don't, yeah, I would, I would agree with probably that. About the order. Maybe a little I, bit I said, of change at five. Okay. I said number one was Mahomes, two was Aaron Rodgers, three was Josh, oh, three was Russell Wilson, four was Josh Allen, and five was Lamar Jackson. Um, and I, I was having a tough time between five putting Lamar or Brady. Um, yeah. Brady's playing great, but I just haven't seen enough quite from him against really good teams. Um, so Similar that- list, a little bit different, though. I had Rodgers at one, Mahomes at two, Wilson at three, Lamar at four, and Deshaun Watson at five. Oh, okay, yeah. That's Josh nice. Allen would be my six. I kind of put, like, a guy um, just a just missed slot, just, like, in case there was a guy I was right in between. But I think Josh Allen – no doubt he's having an amazing season. He's taking a massive jump. I just think yeah. it's Sean Watson. He's can be consistent and he's, he's doing it with less and yeah. sucks that he's on this team, but it's, it's a tough scene. You know, when you're a quarterback, a lot of the time you can be judged by wins. So, um, I mean, Josh, or, uh, you know, um, Deshaun Watson made the pro bowl this year. So that was good for him. He made it over Tannehill, which, um, after, after Sunday is okay. But, um, still I, I was, I had a little bit of a problem with, um, when it happened, um, yeah, I mean, you know, with this list, you, you definitely wouldn't have seen Josh Allen coming in before the season. Rodgers last year was not great. It was a down year in his, in his mind. It definitely was a down year. Um, I think it's, really, it's, it's great to see him back. To the, his the emergence of Tanyan and Marquis Valdez-Scantlin and all those extra weapons that he has. Uh, we killed the Packers in the offseason for not really drafting it or picking anybody up. And it, and they were, they, we were wrong. They were right. Like the, they developed their receivers and their tight ends really well. And Aaron Rodgers looks like the best quarterback in the NFL all over again. Yeah. I mean, to have, to have 44 touchdowns and five picks is pretty insane. Um, I mean, if you take that Bucks game out, he's, he's like a historically good TD to interception ratio. Um, and uh, I, I think he deserves the MVP this year. I just still think Mahomes is a, a slightly better quarterback running back um this the top of this was was um not the easiest so I think Kamara is the best running back in the league um I had Kamara um you know call me crazy I think Dalvin Cook is better Derek Henry said he was better so I I said Kamara Dalvin Cook Derek Henry 
um, Chubb and Christian McCaffrey at five. It was tough to keep out Aaron Jones, but to me, he's, he's a good player, but I think he's um, a little bit more of a product of his offense. I'm not sure how well he would work everywhere. He's a, yeah, he, he, he has good quickness, but still, that, that was my list. Yeah, I feel like running back is really hard just because there's so many great ones. And also receiver has the same problem. You know, it's just just like someone's going to freak out because you left someone out like Saquon. It's like I can't I can't stomach putting Saquon in my top five when he just hasn't played recently and it just hasn't – it hasn't he been hasn't, He hasn't even played all that well since his rookie year. I mean, exactly. he, I mean he was fine. I, I don't put that on him because right. his O-line hasn't been good, but – Again, I think I had Derrick Henry at one, Kamara at two, McCaffrey at three, and that's kind of one of those things where, like, yeah, he didn't really play this year, but I still think he's a top three running back. And when he played, he was insane. I mean, yeah, two thousand yards, two thousand total yards. I'm saying even when he played this year, he had. Oh, I know he was awesome. Yeah, um, I had Dalvin Cook at four and Nick Chubb at five. I think Nick right. Chubb. I mean, people say, keep on saying he's underrated, and I still think he's underrated for as much as people say he's underrated. Um, if it wasn't for Derrick Henry, he'd be the best pure runner of the football in the NFL. He's so hard to tackle. His legs just keep um, moving, and he's an amazing running back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chubb, for, for me, the reason with Kamara is that finally Peyton understood it. Like, he's he's the most all-around back I've seen in a long time. I mean, he's he's a lethal receiver. And he's a he's a good enough runner. I mean, he's a he's a really he's an above runner. average runner. Um, yeah. So he is very hard to tackle. Like yeah. he bounces off tackles, and like similar to Chubb in the way that his legs are just massive, and they just keep churning. Yep. Um, all right. At receiver, this was definitely a hard one to do, except for the top two. I think we probably would both agree that Devonte Adams and DeAndre Hopkins would be top two. Um, but uh, I'll see. So I had Devonte Adams one, DeAndre Hopkins two, Tyreek Hill three. Uh, you might not like this, but I had Stefan Diggs four, um, and I I've, I still haven't decided five. I have I'm between Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, and Julio. Um, There's so many. I yeah, mean, I think so I think between those three, Mike Evans with Brady has recently come on, but I don't think I can give it to him. I would say for Julio, he's one of the best receivers of all time. But I think. Um, yeah, I think I'll put in Julio over Michael Thomas. So, so Devontae, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Julio Jones. I had one as Devontae Adams, and I didn't like doing it, but I had to. He's the best receiver in the league. He had, and, he, and he is. I mean, I had Julio too, actually. I still think he's unstoppable. When he's played this year a full game, he's averaged 115 yards per game. Um, it's looking like the Falcons might draft a quarterback. It'll was, be interesting to see. Yeah, how that would be interesting. Um, yeah. I still like Ryan, though, but it, it might be time for him to go and play somewhere else and maybe win a Super Bowl. If he's Same with Stafford. Uh-huh. Um, I just think Julio is so dominant. And I, this was the first year where he really wasn't truly healthy. He's been a, um, an Iron Man like his entire career, and he really hasn't really missed games. So I have him at two. I have Hopkins at three. Tyree Kill at four. And Michael Thomas at five. Michael Thomas, everybody hates on him. I still think he's a top five receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. He's had a down year and he's been hurt a lot, but I'm going to still put him at five. And, and like, I had, like, you know, when I say the just miss, I had Mike Evans and Stephon Diggs right there. Yeah. I think Mike Evans is critically, criminally underrated. Agreed. Um, he's probably going to um, go down as the first receiver ever to start his career with seven 1,000-yard receiving seasons, which yeah, is – Yeah, we're, we're recording this uh, right after that Monday night game. Um, on This is December 29th, and he just needs 40 yards receiving in week 17 to accomplish that, so pretty impressive. It was looking unlikely for a while, but he's really gone crazy the last few weeks. 
he's an amazing receiver. And he, I think, will go down similar to Larry Fitzgerald, where it's just like he gets 1,000 yards every year, and by the end of his career, he'll be top three in receiving, in my opinion. Yep, yep. Um, all right, well, that's good stuff. Tight end, I think this is probably, for me, the easiest one to do. So um, I had Kelsey at one, Kittle at two, Darren Waller at three, Mark Andrews at four, and TJ Hawkinson at five. Um, I think those those four are really in a tier of their own, and then Hawkinson is right. Hawkinson, like Noah Fant, um, Jared Cook's pretty good. Those guys are just below them. I think the the people who say Kittle who are better Kittle is better than Kelsey are just frankly stupid. Um, I always have felt that Kelsey was better, even last year when people were saying Kittle was better. Yeah, he's a better blocker, but I mean the difference in their receiving skills is unmatched. Travis Kelsey might be the best receiver in the NFL. Um, <laughs> He's been right, right, right. Each tight end or receiver. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been absolutely dominant. And I think that I think there is a drop off after him. I mean, Kittle's obviously great. I have him at two. And I have Darren Waller at three, who's just been a monster this year. And he's he's really I wish he was still on the Ravens. Um, but he's I, it's really awesome that he's revived his career uh, on the Raiders. And then I had Mark Andrews at four, who's dealt with some injuries this year. He's always been a little banged up, but he's been consistent. Uh, and a great target. And then I, I also had Hawkinson at five. Yeah. What, what do you think Mark Andrews could be if he were in an offense that targeted him, let's say, like 12 or 13 times a game that just passed the ball more? He reminds me of a Zach Ertz when Zach Ertz was legit. We're like, good, yeah. When he, was, when he had that season three years ago, I believe, 2018, where he had like – he broke the record for most catches by a tight end in the yeah. season, which was just yeah. broken by, by Kelsey. Um he was just – he was a dominant tight end that year. And when he was healthy and he looked like he could run past linebacker safeties and, and moss cornerbacks, he was unstoppable. And I think that's Mark Andrews right now, honestly. Yeah. So, I think Kelsey uh, might sit next week. So, his final stats for the year are he's got 112 catches. I, th- I don't know that that's a record. I think Ertz had 116. But Kelsey has the receiving yards record with um, 14 – what is it? 14 – 1,416 yards. So, Pretty impressive to have that in 15 games. I mean, he's, he's not far off from 100 yards a game. Um, tackle, this one, the order for me is probably a little bit off, but I had Bakhtiari at one, Garrett Bowles at two, uh, Eric Fisher at three, Teron Armstead at four, and Orlando Brown Jr. at five. Um, recently, Orlando Brown's been playing so well for the Ravens. Bakhtiari's been the best tackle all year. He deserved that money. Um, oh, I forgot Ronnie Stanley. All right, well, yeah. Ronnie Stanley needs to go in there. Sorry, Ronnie Stanley's in there over Orlando Brown. Um, I had Bakhtiari at one, um, consistent. I think if Stanley played this whole year, I think he might have been able to overtake him or at least yeah. win a debate. But I have him at Bonnie two. Stanley was dominant last year. Oh, yeah. Unbelievably he's, he's, so. he's an amazing offensive lineman. It was really disappointing when he came out. Uh, Tron Armstead I have at three. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like the quarterback of that offense as a left tackle. He, he calls out stuff, and it's really impressive to see. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz is my fourth best. He's been a little injured this year, but he's still an amazing right tackle with the Chiefs. Uh, really helps from Holmes out. And then Trent Williams, awesome to see him back this year, and he's oh. been dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, he always has been. Um, he's been great for the 49ers. And then kind of like my sixth, like the guy who just missed wasn't Orlando Brown, like you said. He's been awesome this year, filling in for um, Ronnie Stanley. And he's, he, I think his best game of the season, no doubt, was against the Browns. Uh, where he shut down Miles Garrett, who's an amazing pass rusher. Yeah, I mean, I think this the Ravens, this is their seventh game. The Giants game on the past Sunday was uh, their seventh game with this same offensive line combination. And they are really getting in some rhythm. I mean, Lamar has a lot of time to throw, and the, the running game is going insane right now. Um, for guard, 
Uh, I had Quentin Nelson at one still, Zach Martin at two, Batonio at three, uh, Owenu from the Patriots, the rookie, he's great at four, and then Brandon Scherf um, at five. All five of those guys, um, especially Nelson and Zach Martin, are like so important to their team. Um, like without, without Zach Martin, the, Ezekiel Elliott, as ineffective as he would be, as he's been, would be even less effective. Um, and Owenu has been a phenomenal pick by the Patriots. I think they got him in the fourth round or something, and he's been really good. Yeah, I had Nelson, Zach Martin, Joel Batonio as my one, two, three, just like you. I had Scherf at four, and I had DeCastro at five. I feel like mm-hmm. no one really talks about DeCastro anymore. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's basically the only good lineman on that Steelers team anymore. Well, uh, we'll get to that, but I think Marquise Pouncey is pretty good. He is pretty good, but he's a little bit old, and I don't yeah. think – top five center anymore but I mean you could have a different opinion yeah I, I think I think uh DeCastro is an awesome player mm-hmm. I mean the importance of guard like you would say tackles a, a little bit more important than guard right yeah I mean and and you see that in the drafts right it's not very often that a guard goes before a tackle except for three years ago when Quinn Nelson was the sixth player off the board as a guard which I've never seen happen personally mm-hmm. Yeah, now that I think about it, you're right. A lot of, like, last year there were so many tackles. Becton, Jedrick Wills, Werfs. Um, it's and, just, uh, it just comes down to the fact that the NFL is a passing league and tackles pass pl- have to be better pass blockers and guards not don't necessarily have to be elite. Right, like you usually don't see a guard getting exposed in the same way that you see a tackle. getting Exactly, because you got help on both sides. Right. Um, all right, and then center. Uh, I had Kelsey, Jason Kelsey at one, two Kelsey's number one. Uh, Ragnow, he's been really good at two. Cesar Ruiz, the rookie from the Saints at three. Ryan Kelly at four. And Pouncey at five. Marquise Pouncey. I had um, Kelsey at one. We got the Kelsey Bros one, one and one at their positions. I had Rodney Hudson at two. Frank Ragnow at three. Ryan Kelly, who's also another great interior lineman for the Colts at four. And then Corey Lindsay. I think the best pass blocking center in the NFL. Yeah, that that Packers O line was insane yeah. on uh, on Sunday. I think Cesar Ruiz actually plays right guard this year. Has played right guard this year. Oh, okay. Well, he was, I mean, he was drafted as a center at least. He was drafted as a center, but he's played. Um, he's played. Um, well, then right nah, I put I put Lindsay in there over him. He's a great center. They're, um, both, they're both good linemen, and Ruiz. As much as I wasn't a big fan of him coming out of college, he was, he's actually been really good this year. Yeah, and going back to the point of, like, Batonio being on here, um, the Browns O-line, like, you can see what – like, they're by far the best O-line in the NFL. Um, what he and Becton – or what he and Jedrick Wills do for Baker and that running game, like – I mean, And Ryan Teller, an amazing guard for that. Like, if, you're, if, if you're a general manager, just start drafting O-linemen more. It seems to matter. Like you can make receivers good, make running backs good. At some point, even make quarterbacks good. So um, it's an interesting philosophy. Um, as much as these guys are not like household names, without good O lines, I mean the offense just doesn't run. So it's it's a very important position. Yeah. All right, at D tackle, uh, pretty easy. Number one to have Aaron Donald. Um, I I I put Cam Hayward at two. He's been great. Fletcher Cox at three. DeForest Buckner at four, and Chris Jones at five. Chris Jones had a great game against the Falcons, so that probably helped him out. But Pope. Um, generally, these are the same guys, and they've kind of been like this for a while. Uh, one, I have Aaron Donald, and and the gap between him. And it's the, it's the biggest gap. It's uh, the biggest gap in the NFL. He is the most dominant defensive player I've seen in my lifetime, and the most impactful. Uh, I had Fletcher Cox at two, who's just been a stud for what six pro bowls in a row. He's been amazing. 
DeForest Buckner having – I don't want to say a breakout year because he's been doing this for a while. It's just people are starting to notice. Now he's he, been better on the, on the Colts than the Niners. That's true. But I, I, I would say that, like, he was dominant. I think he was the best alignment on the on – the, I'm sorry, D-lineman on the 49ers. And because of the Nick Bosa hype, uh, he didn't really get the credit that he deserved. And right. now that he's on the Colts, he's, he's showing out. And he's, he's having an amazing season. I had Clayus Campbell at four just because all the stuff he does. Uh, I think he has six sacks this year for the Ravens. But he also is a dominant against the run. And he, being 6'8", he knocks down so many passes. And then I also had Chris Jones at five. He's an amazing interior pass rusher. And he's, been, he's had a great season for the really good, surprisingly, uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah, all right. And then at edge, this was a really hard list to make for me. I, I went back and forth on who was one. I think right now I'd take TJ Watt over Miles Garrett, but it's kind of hard. So I said Watt at one, Garrett at two, Cam Jordan at three. He's just been amazing his whole career. Um, Khalil Mack, who's still very, very good, like j- almost as good as he was his first year in Chicago. He's just not being talked about um, at four. So Watt, Garrett, Jordan, Khalil Mack. And then at five, uh, you're, you'd be hard-pressed to tell me that Chase Young has not made like such a huge impact off the edge in, in Washington. I mean, that D-line, um, I've said it a lot, but they're, they're winning games for that team. So I like Chase Young at five. I I had the same I had the the two players at the top but I just had flipped I had Garrett at one uh, dominant player and also T J Watt he's had an amazing season I just I would just prefer Garrett I think he's he think he's be, he, I, mean, I don't know they're both so good it's it's really hard to pick it's just little knickknacky things that we're talking about here at three I had Daniel Hunter people forget about him because he's been he's not played all the games this year but he's an amazing pass rusher. Uh, and he's, he's been dominant his entire career. You can see how much the Vikings miss him this year. Oh, yeah. They have no pass rush at all. And once he's back next year, I bet he has about 15 sacks next year, just showing people how good he is. Uh, Zadarius Smith at four. Uh, he's been great the past two years. It's, it's really – we, we talk as Ravens fans about, you know, how sad it is that we let him go. But he's quite a bit better on the Packers than he yeah. was. As a Ravens fan, I will admit that I did not want us to pay him big money. And I would love – for us to have paid him big money at this point. Uh, he's been amazing for the Packers. They, they use him so well. They will rush him in the interior, but mostly he's used on the edge. And he, I think he has 13 sacks this year. And he's like fourth in the league. He's been amazing. And then Khalil Mack at five. I mean, he kind of, his stack numbers have been down, but in reality, that's just because he's double teamed all the time. And he's just a dominant player, and he forces so many fumbles. It so seems like people have sort of forgotten about him uh, a little bit. I mean, he's. I mean, just three years ago, it was who's the best defender in the NFL, him or him or uh, Aaron Donald, and right. people are just seeming to forget about him. Yep. Um, inside linebacker, this um, you know, obviously important position. This one was interesting. I, I looked a lot into coverages, and you know, who's the best coverage linebacker, and then also who you know, a lot of tackles. Uh, Bobby Wagner was a fairly easy number one, but then I think Darius Leonard is the second best inside linebacker in the league. So Wagner, Leonard, Fred Warner at three, uh, Levante David at four, and Deion Jones at five. Yeah, we had we had pretty similar. I actually have Darius Leonard overtaking Bobby Wagner. Uh, Bobby Wagner, he's still great, uh, still great middle linebacker. I have him at two. I just think he's looked a little bit older. And Darius Leonard is just an amazing player. Um, second Colts player that we have at number one in their position. Uh, I have Roquan Smith at three, who's having an amazing yeah. year uh, for the Chicago Bears. He's sideline to sideline. He's becoming a legit uh, linebacker in this league. I have Fred Warner at four, and then Demario Davis at five. Demario Davis has been great his entire career. And one guy who I kind of left out, but he's right there, is Devin White. 
Yep. He's been amazing this year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think in two or three years, we're going to be looking at him, Roquan Smith, and Darius Leonard as these legit, amazing middle linebackers who might be Hall of Famers. I know it's really early, but I think they, – Yeah, were they all out of the 2018 class? Um, no, Devin White was – this is his second year, but Roquan okay. and Darius okay. Leonard are third-year players. Yep, yep. I mean, Darius Leonard this year is that, – that Colts defense with him, Malik Hookers had kind of a breakout year, Xavier Rhodes. William Blackman has been a really good yeah. rookie for them. DeForest uh, Buckner, obviously. I mean, they, they – the offense is a little bit disappointing, but that defense is, uh, is really good. Uh, anyway, corner, this was for me the hardest one to, to do. I couldn't quite get this right. I think it's still wrong, but I have it. You're going to be mad that there's no Marlon Humphrey in the top five, but I think this year, like, like wow. with, wow. He, he, he's tied for fifth actually, wow. but like with his coverage, like, I don't know. I mean, the way he's used, I think he might give more to his team than some of these other guys, but, and like how good of a tackler he is, but, um, I had Jalen Ramsey at one. That was fairly easy. He's been so impactful. Like he has just taken receivers out of the game and like the best in the league, DK Metcalf twice, um, DeAndre Hopkins and, um, and Mike Evans. So Jalen Ramsey at one, I still have Stefan Gilmore at two. He, he, when he plays football, he's extremely good. Xavier Howard at three, um, Tredavious White at four. And then, a combination of James Bradbury and Marlon Humphrey at five. I kind of wanted to put in Jair Alexander, but I, I didn't know where. Um, and it's really hard. There's, there's so many good ones. Yeah. there And I, I missed some Denzel Ward's really good. Um, and I, even Joe Hayden has been pretty good for the Steelers. Um, so yeah. It was I have, there might be a little bit of bias in here, but I have Marlon at one. Uh, I, I think he's definitely a top three quarterback. No debate. I completely disagree with you there. He's a top five coverage corner in the NFL, and he's far and away the best um, tackling corner in the NFL. He is leading the league in forced fumbles, and he has yeah. been dominant, and he's been playing injured this entire year. He's, he's in that. You're, you're, you're telling me Marlon's better than Jalen Ramsey? Impactful. Okay. I, don't, I think Jalen Ramsey is, at this point, a little bit better of a coverage corner one-on-one. I would agree with you there, but I think Marlon Humphrey does more for the Ravens than Ramsey does for the – Rams. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is still my two. Uh, he's, he's amazing. I mean, he won defensive player of the year last year. He's been great. Xavier Howard. I've always been a really big Xavier Howard fan. And he is having an amazing season, picking the ball off, it seems like, every game at this point. And he's having a great season. And then Jalen Ramsey at four. I mean, he's, he's probably – him and Stephon Gilmore are the best two-man coverage corners in the NFL. Um, and he's having a great season, helping that amazing Rams defense. And then James Bradbury with an absolute breakout season, been yeah. great this year. Uh, he's, he's he was like okay on the Panthers, but he was. He was and think, so good. I mean, you know, when you're playing for the Panthers, it's like you have six games where it's Michael Thomas twice, Julio Jones twice, and Mike Evans twice. So that's not easy, especially as when he was a rookie, he was playing. He was the number one quarterback on that team. So I think it took him some time to get there, but now that he's had a change of scenery, he's been amazing. Um, right. It's just tough to be a, good, a really good rookie corner. Like you see, Henderson for Jacksonville's been okay, but um, like Jeff Okuda's really struggled. They um, usually that's a, a, one of those positions which tends to take a big step after their second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, now that I look at it, I think I'll put Marlon at three. So Ramsey, Gilmore, Marlon Humphrey, Xavier Howard, and James Bradbury. I think Trey White actually hasn't been. Quite as good. He's been very good this year, but he's still an amazing corner, and he deserves to be in the conversation at least as top five. Yeah. All right. Safety. Um, 
we just did safety in general. A lot of these players are, I mean, some of these guys don't even play safety kind of, and they play a hybrid, hybrid position. But I had Minka Fitzpatrick at one, uh, Jamal Adams at two, Buda Baker at three, Justin Simmons for the Broncos, who he and um, and uh, who's their corner? Um, the Broncos? Yeah. Booyah? No, the, the um, I can't think of it. Uh, yeah. Basically safety for them. Wait, I need to think of this. Anyway, safety, I had Minka, Jamal Adams, Buda Baker, Justin Simmons, and Jeremy Chin, who's been so good. He literally – he, he, he deserves defensive rookie of the year. He's not going to get it, but he deserves it. I mean, he, he sacks the quarterback. He's, he's good in coverage, um, and he, he punches the ball out all the time. So, yeah, he's been great. I actually did free safety and strong safety. I was thinking of Bryce Callahan, by the way, for the oh, – Okay, yeah, he's a really good slot corner for them. I did I did free safety and strong safety. It's not too much different, but at free safety, I had Justin Simmons, amazing, underrated player. Harrison Smith was my two. He's still a stud at free safety. Uh, Mick and Fitzpatrick at three. He's not as good a year as he did last year, but and he's dropped a couple interceptions, but he's still amazing. I had Jesse Bates at four. I missed, I missed Jesse Bates. That was the one. Awesome miss. safety for the Bengals, and he is not getting enough recognition because he's on the Bengals. Um, and Andy Jackson, people forget about him, cause he, but he's still an amazing safety for the Chicago Bears. Um, strong safety. Jamal Adams is still my best safety. He gets a lot of hate um, because he's good at blitzing the quarterback. And kind of bad in coverage. He's not the best in coverage, but that's why he's a strong safety. He, he plays in the box a lot. and He's a, he's a freaking linebacker. I, I think he's amazing at what he does. Yeah, no, he is. And, and you saw in that Rams game, he, he, he's so fast. He, like, chased Daryl Henderson and saved the touchdown and they got four he, goals. My oh, favorite stat this year, I'll let you continue, but my favorite stat is that Mike Williams, the receiver for the Chargers, has more interceptions than Jamal Adams. Yeah, the, he did have an interception on that Hail Mary. Um, as another strong safety, as my second strong safety, I had Buda Baker. Uh, he's been great this year. I know his high, the highlight of the season for him is getting chased down by DK Metcalf, but um, he's an amazing player. Derwin James, I had to throw him in there. I know he's only played one season in the NFL. Uh, God, I hope for his sake. One season was absolutely – incredible he like led his team in tackles had four yeah. interceptions like he punched did. the ball out i mean the, I, smartest, I the smartest safety like in the league i don't know if you watch hard knocks but the hard knocks with the chargers this year the the entire team just raved about him and he they were showing clips of him locking down keenan allen one-on-one in coverage which is funny because keenan allen's one of the best receivers in the nfl who i mean almost deserves to be in that top five yeah and uh Durant james is, is a safety um, at four, I had Marcus May, who's having an amazing season for the Jets. He's one of the only bright spots on that team, and I really wish that the Jets had him and Jamal Adams together. Jets, Jets defense next year, when Quinn Williams comes back, when C.J. Mosley comes back, they could be really good. Yep. Uh, and then I had Tyron Matthew at five. He's, he's always been really good, and, you know, he's, he's on that really good Chiefs defense. Yeah, for punters, I just gave some honorable mentions because um, they're sort of football players, sort of not. Uh, Jake Bailey for the Patriots, he's been amazing because um, he has to punt a lot. Uh, Hecker for the Rams, he's great. And Bajorquez for the Colts, who actually has the best punt average in the league. And also he overcame cancer, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just threw a couple in there. Uh, Johnny Hecker, Rams punter. Michael Dixon, Seahawks punter. Sam Cook, Ravens punter. J.K. Scott, Packers punter, who doesn't go on the field too much because the Packers are amazing. But On Sunday, he never went on the field. He's really good when he is on the field. And then Jake Bailey, like you said, great punter. I think I think Johnny Hacker though is is 
is by far the best part in the NFL. He's had games where it's just like he's just controlling the game as a punter, which I personally that, that Bears Monday night game earlier this year, yeah. he had yeah. like three punts inside the ten, which is so. And then another example of that is the Super Bowl. Um, he, if the Rams won that game, he was Super Bowl MVP, which I really wanted to see because as a punter running Super Bowl MVP would have been really funny. Yeah, uh, and then kicker. Um, I, Justin Tucker's the best kicker in the league by by a good margin. Yeah. Still, um, he he might be one of the other big gaps other than Aaron Donald. I mean, you can't compare those two positions, but still, uh, Young Wei Even though he missed the the kick against the Chiefs, he's super very good. Very disappointing, but I would yeah. agree. Harrison Butker, very good. He uh, he's been great. Jason Sanders for the Dolphins has been good. And then um, I only put this in because the commentator said this in the Ravens game. Graham Gano has hit I think twenty five straight field goals, so he's been pretty good. So. Yeah, I had Tucker, Koo, and then Jason Sanders at three. He's been awesome this year. Bucker at four. And then Mason Crosby, who has not missed a kick this entire year. Right. And he's been on the Packers for a very long time, and he's just a great kicker. There, I mean, there's, there's a lot of bad kicking. Like, there is. But so. there's also – I feel like there's a solid ten guys who are really good at, at kicking and on a different level. And then I think there's Justin Tucker, who's just on that other level than everybody else. Like, like he, the difference between Justin Tucker and freaking Badgley from the Chargers – is insane. I mean, that, 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 like, that is the difference in a few games for them with how close all those games I think the way to just sum it up is when the Ravens were playing the Browns and we had a 55-year field goal to win the game, there was no one in the entire world who thought that Justin Tucker was going to miss that field goal. And he, and he nailed it. And he nailed it. But 55 I mean, he's goal. never in his career missed a game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's plenty of teams in the NFL – who would have thrown a hail mary in that play? Because they just they just were like, nope, it's impossible. Right, or or it would be blocked because our kicker's bad or something. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that much that pretty much rounds it out. Um, very enjoyable podcast to do. Interestingly, my, the the funniest thing I think I have from last time was that um, was that uh, Zeke Elliott was the number two running back I had in our last, last year. That's one of those things. It's like he was – He had fallen so much. It's, he has, and it's, it's been disappointing. And Tony he had a 100-yard game against the Eagles on Sunday. Uh, he, he still flashes a little bit, but Tony Pollard is coming. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah, good point. All right, well, anyways, thank you for listening. Um, we'll do this again next year. Uh, yeah, we're signing off.